Hey Grinder, my name is Jacob, and in 2019, I miserably failed to achieve my goals. As a result, I set out to create a goal-oriented accountability group with my friends, Keaton and Ben. Our group has benefited so much from our weekly meetings that we decided we could not keep it to ourselves. This is Strictly Business, an accountability podcast composed of a dirty capitalist, a mountain climbing basketball coach, and an offbeat filmmaker who are actively seeking out the best ideas and strategies that will aid us and you on our journey in accountability and the pursuit of personal success. I, I really loved um, when I was like, three, two, one, record. And then at the same time, we all put our hands up. <laughs> like we have this like such a routine. Dude, I do that I every that. time. It's just habit, just the- Oh my the gosh. <laughs> Well, 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 welcome back to the podcast called Strictly Business. For now. For now. Ooh. Um, anyways. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what, is, what does that Shoot. mean? I don't know. No, I don't. I we're we're done know, here. We're done here. I don't even. Yeah. Okay. Welcome into the show. This week, we're talking about curves of growth. Uh, curves of growth. And uh, that was. Uh, anyways. Who is that supposed to be? We're talking about be? curves of growth. I don't know. Yeah. I don't need- <laughs> I don't know either. So, so Ben, uh, Ben, I understand you were our uh, head of research this uh, week. I, I was head of research this week. Yeah. And uh, I want to throw it over to you. Give a yeah, I want to uh, remind our listeners that, you know, we've talked about a variety of different topics throughout the season. Our last one that we talked about was uh, failure. And boy, let me tell you, a lot of failure in the process of learning as we'll, as we'll discuss today. So I'm excited to, uh, to carry on our conversation about um, really just, just the topics that relate heavily to, to personal growth, because I think learning is, is a good, uh, a good kind of uh surmising topic of it all. While we talk about learning today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to separate, uh, how, how the youth learns and how adults learn. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of just going to discuss the, the adult side of the learning curve of the curves of growth. Um, so, you know, to our 12-year-olds sitting at home, I'm sorry. This podcast probably won't be of much help to you um, until you get to about age 24, 25, when, you're, uh, when your brain development starts to slow down. So just bookmark um, but, it. But don't worry. Come back. What'd you say? Just bookmark yeah, it and come bookmark back. Bookmark it yeah, and save it, save it for, yeah. for 5 to 10 to 15 years. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the good news for you kids at home, you can pretty much just jump into anything with no structure, no planning no really real thought and you'll probably learn a good deal so take advantage of it while you can what children. age what age did you say that brains slow down um like 24 25 is the general consensus although that's starting to be yeah you still got time jacob yeah oh, weird. um you guys you're, got you're, this. you're towards the end of the uh of the curve though so you guys got slow brains <laughs> As nimble. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so uh, I do want to actually start off by dispelling some myths, though, or at least a myth. So it's long been been discussed that once you get past the age of, say, around 25, uh, you, you start to lose the capacity to learn. Mm. And uh, recently, actually, some research has been done that, that kind of does away with that. It's not necessarily that as you get older, you lose the ability to learn. You just have to get more specific in the ways that you learn. So um, so what I'm talking about with the 25-year-old thing, that's what's referred to as the critical period. So anytime, you know, from five until, let's say, 20, you're kind of in that critical period. That's where you're going to be able to rapidly absorb new knowledge, new skills, new abilities. 
um, just by doing things. Uh, so it's very easy. You know, your brain's growing, your everything's growing. So it's a, it's a lot easier to to grow those neural pathways while that's happening. Um, well, that's a lot to take in. Absolutely. Um, but now moving forward, there's been studies that actually show, and th- this study was done by uh, by putting young barn owls and old barn owls uh, into a vir- kind of virtual reality experiment, which where what? they distorted their perception of the world. <laughs> and the the young, yeah, I don't know how they did it, but Dude, that's uh, so sick. <laughs> what? But they 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 the, they found that the young barn owls were able to adapt to their new world much better than the old barn owls and so um so it's open and shut case there right young young owls and young people able to learn old barn owls old people not able to learn right right wrong actually what because because what a neuroscientist named brian knudsen did uh, and he's from stanford so you know that he knows what he's talking about yeah you'd think uh he actually found that old owls could keep up with those young young owls Mm. um as long as they took the learning of something one step at a time. So they introduced materials to be able to learn something for the old barn owls, but did it in a very meticulous, structured way. Did you know that they're um, they're starting to give chickens VR too? Well, of course. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Wait, is this is this completely disrupting us from Ben's thing? Because I'm very interested in the, the no, chicken. I'm, no, this goes right in. I'm actually about to talk about uh, chicken VR. You, actually? No. No, you're full of it. <laughs> Ben's like, yeah, like I know I was supposed to talk about curves of growth, but then I just got but really sidetracked and VR a for a couple of days. <laughs> okay, sorry. Keaton, that is very interesting. Should we carry on with the chicken was, VR? Or no, no, the, we're done with okay. the, we're no, done no, with the chicken no, VR. No, absolutely not. I, <laughs> I am very curious about, about that, the though. chicken VR. Listener, okay, now, listener let uh, us know if you wanted to hear about the chicken VR. We're sorry. We only have so many things we can talk about on air. Ben, please continue. <laughs> now, trivia for our listeners as well as you guys. Is, is the brain a muscle? No. No. Listeners? Someone at Ooh. home is like, no, you idiot. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners, if you said no, it's not a muscle, you are correct. However, it's often been believed or said at the very least that a brain is a muscle. And while it's not a muscle, it actually grows in quite the same ways that muscles do. Hmm. According to Scientific American, uh, learning causes the brain to grow larger. And it does this by when you learn a skill, um, it adds new protrusions called dendritic spines and those grow on the synapses on its major on the brain's motor cortex wait so when you say grow it's not physically growing it is just like or it is physically growing it, it depends on the age right but, bro. but generally the just the, the space is being utilized in a more efficient manner okay. within the brain so there's okay. more neural pathways that are being formed and utilized so you can strengthen neural pathways by, and, and strengthen the, the connection between neural pathways by using them by uh, utilizing them so especially as it pertains to adults breaking up that skill development into small and simple steps the better we can forge that neur- neural connection between uh, between those and then build up our brain's size depending on the age and capability. So now the question is 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 begged. 
how how do you best learn as an adult? What are what are some keys to success? Break it down into small steps. That's that's one of them for sure. Break them down into small steps. (laughs) And a, a, a really good way way to do that is to really, really embrace failure. And mm. so I really want, want people to understand that, that learning should be challenging. And there's actually, you know, a, a formalized term for this, and that's called productive failure. That was coined by Manu Kapoor from the Learning Sciences Lab at the National Institute of Education. Nice. Shout out uh, LSLNIE. Um, and so pretty much uh, what he calls this productive failure, where failing to produce an answer or learn a skill uh, gives the subject a deeper understanding of the components. And so, so one aspect of productive failure is when you're first trying to learn a skill, say no to that online tutorial, say no to that coach or that teacher or that tutor or whatever it is, because over the long term, you're going to benefit more by failing over and over when you're first learning the skill than by immediately being told or shown how to do something. But what, wait, 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 I'm sorry, but you need to take that with a grain of salt because if you do that when you're working with a lathe, you know, you could, you could just die. Yeah, no, I think- You should probably uh, look up the tutorial. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, anything that's life-threatening, you're right, Keaton. Uh, probably, probably uh, do get that professional. Sorry, it's just a liability thing. No, you're right. You yeah, know. Thank you for that. I, 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 I was caught up in my it, yeah. own anecdotal so, examples. Question for you, Ben. Yeah. Something I like to do is I like to take an online course that shows me how to use a tool and they will usually be setting it up and I will set it up alongside in the tool. Is that is that the same thing as trying and failing or is that is that different? And I should I not be doing that? Uh, can you be more specific? Because. So, OK, for in my example, uh, I've I was watching a video on how to set up an ADO instance, which is Azure DevOps. And in the video, like I watched an online course, it was like a two hour course in that they showed you like how to set it up and they like created example scenarios and I was going in and creating those example scenarios. Okay, I understand. So I would I would ask you this. Um, did it, when you were watching the training, did you ever find yourself thinking, man, I wish I had some context for all, all what all this stuff is? Like they're using um, these tools. I wish I knew like, like how to find this even in the software. Well, well, no, that's what it was showing me. It was like, it was showing me like the different tools and things that it could be used for, which I think is helpful. I like to be able to see for my own personal learning style. I like to be able to see like things that I could be using. Cause I think a lot of the times when you're using a new tool or using something completely new, there's just so much and you have no idea what anything is. So being able right. to see Maybe, but maybe you're right. Maybe just going and so, experimenting is the best way. What the, what the research would say is that, um, when you are, because, uh, you know, I don't think it would disagree that you need that tutorial at some point or the, you know, that coaching, that teaching at some point. But what the research would say is having that context while you're being, while you're watching that tutorial or while you're being taught mm-hmm. something is helpful. So having the context, understanding from your own, from your own viewpoint, what this thing is. Yeah. Before you're being told how to use it. And so exploring the topic beforehand gives context about what you're being told. I think also the way you're talking about would make it longer to learn it, but more effective to learn it. More effective to learn it. And maybe and maybe that's why um 
Yeah, yeah, but it's both, right? It's going to take you longer, in my opinion. Like, if I'm just going to jump in and try to figure it all out, um, I think it'll take me longer to learn it, but my learning would be more solidified. So, like, in terms of, like, when you're hired as an employee somewhere, they're just like, we don't have time for this. Right. <laughs> just l- no, watch we'll the YouTube video. <laughs> exactly. And and there's no yeah. follow-up, there's no precursor to it, and, and yeah, and there's no context there. And I think another element that's important with this, too, is trying to figure stuff out for yourself and ultimately figuring it out that's quite a bit more rewarding than being told how to do something and going and doing it so having this challenge using your own resources or capacities to solve that challenge is going to be much more rewarding keep in mind we're adults we're going to have to learn in probably a slower um, and more methodical way so having those small victories while we're taking it step by step is very very important to the the learning process Hmm. Finding that reward in uh, in learning is very important along the way because, you know, I can speak for myself. Do you know how often I've felt like, you know, what? I'm pretty good at, at playing keys, at playing piano. And then I go and watch like a professional musician play and realize that I'm just not even going to get close to them ever. It's discouraging. But by just doing the by by, you know, the, the, the major victories come when you when you make a personal stride by by kind of guiding yourself through this skill development through these methodical practices keaton do you feel do you feel the way where you watch someone who's like way better at you do something does that discourage you it depends honestly it it really depends but uh i think i'm like if i watch uh for for bass i always run into this guy's channel uh i think it's scott scott's bass lessons (laughs) shout out to that dude he knows what he's talking about. And even in a basic tutorial, he'll do stuff that I, I'm just like, that's way over my head. I don't feel overwhelmed that he's better than me, but I'm like overwhelmed by the information and overwhelmed that it's supposed to be for somebody like me. Oh, uh, right. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's more like the context of the information. So I'll have to go and I'll like go to the internet or a different video and figure out what he was talking about that I didn't understand and maybe come back. So I'm not overwhelmed by his skill. I, I feel like I'm pretty at peace with where I'll be whenever I'm there. I'm sure some of our guests have, have you know, some benefit that they've derived from learning. But moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so we're ta- we were talking about the keys to success while learning, right? And so we've talked about, take it, you know, Jacob, you kind of interjected with take it step by step that was covered initially. Um, we talked about uh, failing, being okay with failing, learning from from those mistakes. Um Another one is spread learning out over a long period of time. So Keaton, you might have some interesting input for this one, um, but but research would suggest that that spreading learning out as opposed to uh, what's called binge learning um, or learning all in a very a mad rush um, is is more beneficial for the long term. So I would use the example of you know think about when you crammed for a test versus when you actively read and reflected upon the course material throughout mm-hmm. the quarter or semester. While maybe cramming for the test could be your best style to do well on the test, odds are you probably forgot it two weeks later. Right. Um, Or the day after. Yeah. Yeah, and like using that word long-term, it's literally the difference between long-term memory and short-term memory. Hmm. You know, like two very different things. Um, I Fun fact, I took this dinosaurs class uh, when I was going to the University of Washington. Thought it was going to be easy. Cause it was like a two credit class. It was really difficult. I was doing pretty poorly. 
and the the final comes around well i spent like three long nights just cramming for it like from start to end i learned all these different taxonomies of dinosaurs and all, all these like lineages i don't know the official words but i knew it all and i did so well on my final i immediately went on christmas break i was telling my family about dinosaurs and nine days later when i come back to washington i couldn't i couldn't really talk about the dinosaurs <laughs> incredible uh, <laughs> they were just gone that is crazy like that. yeah because you cram because you cram yeah and that's yeah and that's that's a that's a very good example um it actually goes nicely into our, our next key which is to practice or use your skills regularly so um there are plenty of studies out there that show uh how you know those like mandatory trainings or those trainings that companies do and we've all been through the worst ones where it's like like you said earlier just go watch the YouTube video. We don't we don't have time. We need you to start doing stuff. So there's that end of the spectrum. And then there's the end of the spectrum where, you know, they they give you a training. Um, you know, the the people are engaged in the training. And then also there's a built-in kind of a steps or accountability to make sure that they are continuing to use that knowledge and practice that knowledge. Hmm. And obviously, as you could Im- imagine, the research is overwhelming at how well the knowledge is retained from, you know, the just watch the YouTube video under the spectrum to they actually have follow up, um, you know, measures to make sure that the information is, is being retained. And so, yeah, so I think like the big takeaway for practice or use your skills regularly is exactly what Keaton said is, you know, number one. Yeah, he crammed kind of set himself up for failure there. But I'm sure if he reviewed his notebook once a week after that test and Keaton, you, I don't want to speak for you you probably would be able to tell the listeners about dinosaurs right now. I think if I were studying a little bit more frequently and over time, and if I were also testing myself right. and seeing where I'm messing up and fixing those errors, I think that would be a really great way uh, for me to be talking about dinosaurs to this day. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm not going to say his name or even what subject he teaches. He or she or they oh. teach. Okay, but uh, I, you know, I work in the schools, so I, I know this teacher, and they've been out of school for <laughs> twenty five years or so, and they have certainly yeah. admitted to possibly giving some false information in the subject they teach because it's been so long since they even needed to know something that they learned in school um, wow. that they were then required to teach. So I'm not saying don't trust your high school teachers. That's the importance of you know when you're a professional, you should find ways to continue your education. You know, for many professions, it's mandatory. Right. And that goes well into the cycle of learning. And you can kind of just think of learning as a combination of, of doing, reflecting on that doing, and then planning for the next doing. And so, so I like to break it down to the three Ps. And that's practice, ponder, plan, and practice. That was four that, Ps, that but I said practice twice because yep. it, it's a cycle. Yeah, so, yeah. Dude, we got the three C's and the three P's. Practice, ponder, plan, practice. And it would keep going. Yep. Plan. Right. Plan. Wait, practice. practice. Uh Ponder. So you you practice practice. before you ponder. You ponder before you plan. Mm -hmm. And then you practice. And then okay. practice again. And then eventually you die. <laughs> then, oh, yeah. And then- <laughs> 100% of people who do Ben's 3P system have, to, have or will die. 
Yeah, that is. So anyway, so yeah. It's so a fact. The, this is a fact. The most important thing there, though, is, you know, learning is a cycle. You're going to be more successful at learning if you stick to that cycle regularly. Um, and and you know what? The most important thing in all, in all this, like, How- Jacob, I mean, what, 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 what is the theme of all this when it comes to, like, like the best way for adults to learn? Wear protection. Wear protection is, is not one of them. I Damn. was going to say more along the lines of that's not Girl. one of the P's. Uh, remember, it was, it was plan. Have fun. I mean, that's good. I was going to say be patient. Fail. Uh, so we said, we said, you know, learn things fail. over a long a period one. of time. We said, you know, take your learning on in small steps. Yep. All of this is indicative of it's going to, it's going to be a process. That's, that is, a, that is one of the P's. Um, Five P's? Five P's. Wow. Is there five process, P's? patient. <laughs> no, patient? really. I mean, it's going to be a process. Yeah. You know, you're going to be better off if it's a consistent thing than if it's a hardcore, like, you know, high strain thing. And so the most important thing here is to be patient through any of your learning endeavors and be mm. proactive. So plan, <laughs> practice, <Wow>. ponder, <laughs> patient. Uh, proactive and there's another one uh process process yeah Yeah. (laughs) what she wow are those all necessary are those all necessary no we can just leave it at the three p's and then the other p's are just there i like the other p's i I like the other three p's they're good but it just it's a little convoluted with all those p's two sets of three p's Yeah, I'm buying it. Actually, <laughs> I'm sold. in. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, and so so those are those I would say based on based on the research as an adult, those that's going to be your your, you know, your your best track towards success. And I gotta say, it was reassuring doing this research because lately I've been you know very much making an emphasis to build skills to learn different things, and I've I've been wondering, am I being too like, like, um, what's the word? Impatient. No, not impatient. Uh, like too meticulous Forgetting? about how much I'm planning out everything. Like, am I overthinking? Mm. Like, should I just go and do? And while maybe going and doing would have worked when I was a bright young 22 year old or 16 year old, it's not as effective now. And so it 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 is worth to take the time to to plan out what you want to learn, maybe why you want to learn it, and then make sure to reflect and consistently um, look back on and test yourself on the things that you're practicing. So like by planning, you're creating like a process and then that that's like a learning process that you go and do and then you like reflect and then fail while doing that and then be patient with yourself while you learn. Two sets of three P's. Two sets of three P's. <laughs> that's the, that's uh, the strictly business uh, trademarked two sets of three P's. <laughs> two sets of three P's. Well, Ben, if you... Uh, right. Pat- patent pending. If I'm at, if I'm at home listening, is there one thing that I need to take away? Um, you know, I think like the biggest thing that that I think is is the takeaway is we all have our different reasons for why we want to learn, right? Maybe it's for a job or for a prospective job that we want to learn. Maybe we just are fascinated by a certain subject and we just want to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just like the feeling that learning brings. Whatever reason or motivation you have, just make sure that you create a consistent habit of learning 
that specific thing. So don't try to, don't be like, I'm going to learn this in, you know, two weeks, learn all of this in two weeks. Don't overtax yourself because number one, if you need that knowledge in the long term, you're going to be doing yourself a disservice, but also you might just get burnt out and create structures or habits of learning that aren't going to be sustainable. And you're just going to be shooting yourself in the foot as you go. Not literally. Well, it's, um, maybe literally. Maybe. It's like uh, that, <laughs> that subject in season three. Um, the d- don't miss two days. Yeah. Mm. I, you know, <clears throat> while doing this research, I thought about James Clear like I do every night quite often. And it rings, it rings true, you know? Show don't up. miss two days. Just show up. I mean, I do want to say you can miss two <laughs> days. Like you could set up a once a week and you, you'd probably be fine. Don't miss two weeks. Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's good. There you go. Take that, whatever, clear. whatever interval you have, don't miss two intervals. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. I think we did it. Good, good, good job, Ben. ben you just ben taught, just went taught off me a on lot. your ass. Um, yeah. yeah. I I just wonder. Uh, like I'm sure that our our guests have things to say. Right. This is where we put in the guest stuff. This week we're talking about curves of growth. Those curves. <laughs> Those curves. Thick. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> ideally, yeah, yeah, ideally, you know, you don't really want that thick bell curve. I think you want something <laughs> kind of exponential and uh, over over That's, time, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't want you going. We don't want you to gr- grow so much and then just like spiral down. Well, I am a failure, That's, so. <laughs> No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't worry. You'll come out of you'll come out of law school feeling like a winner. Anyways, <laughs> can you think of your most rewarding experience learning a new skill? I was very lucky growing up to have parents who let me try a lot of things. So as far as learning new skills and having those new experiences, I did that a lot growing up. Um, from ballet to soccer to playing the trumpet to playing the drums to trying the piano and trying the guitar and I didn't stick with a lot of them um just I don't know I think part of it was that I got bored easy and then part of it was um I just never really found something I was passionate about growing up necessarily. Um, but they, you know, there were, they were guidelines. So like, Hey, you have to at least try it for this long. You can't just be quitting things, you know, month to month. So a lot of the things that I, I did, I got not, not even proficient, definitely not like expert at, but I got good enough that it was just like, okay, like I tried that. Now I want to try something else. Um, so (laughs) I was definitely the jack of all trades growing up, which I don't know. It was fun. I got to try a lot of things. I got to meet a lot of people and, um, you know, some of them like, like soccer, I played for, for quite a while and I really liked it, but you know, once you get out of elementary school, then it gets competitive. And for me, when things got super competitive, I was like, I just don't feel like competing. And it's like time to learn something new. Cause I, enjoyed learning them for the sake of learning them not necessarily for competing if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense so you sounds like you're a real renaissance woman oh yes call me jane Eyre. Yeah. <laughs> i don't wow. think that was renaissance 
I don't know. <laughs> um, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> I don't know. Cake sounds really Shit. good right now. <laughs> it does. It does. It always sounds good. Wow. Um, okay. So <laughs> was there, was there, okay. So this is, you're growing up. You're, you know, you're blessed. You're learning all these things that you're interested in. That's a beautiful thing. I think it kind of broadened your horizons early and kind of set you set your sights on what you're actually interested in. So was there a time in your life where you developed a skill? Was there one that was particularly rewarding for you? A rewarding experience? I don't know. I just, I learned so much from all of them, which (laughs) sounds like a cop-out, but it's really not. I learned discipline from a lot of them. I also learned, I guess... I think a lot of them helped kind of direct what I wanted to do in my life too. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of those things where I, I found something and it's my passion and that's what I want to do. It was more, it was more <laughs> along the lines of I ruled things out through experience. <laughs> that's great. But it's the best way to do it. Yeah. I can't think of, I can't think of one thing necessarily other than, um, in high school, I, was given the opportunity to do the STEM program. So I went through the engineer, I went through the four years of engineering. I was actually one of four girls. We were the first girls to go all the way through the program, which was pretty cool actually, um, because, uh, well, so, so I learned basically that, hey, engineering's super fun. I don't wanna do that for the rest of my life. But mm-hmm. I think that was probably the most rewarding one, partly because it, it, I, I made some really good friends. Um, one of my friends I made in that class, I was in his wedding a few years ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like lifelong friends. And so that was amazing. Plus I just got all this really great experience. And then a couple years ago, so let's see, I've been out of high school for six or seven years. So (laughs) I'm old. No, seven years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And a couple years ago, this, I, I was working at at my dad's PT clinic and avoiding breaking HIPAA laws, I ran into someone just in the environment and she was in high school and she was in the, she was in the engineering program. She was a sophomore and she mentioned something about like, oh yeah, you know, for a really long time, apparently girls weren't really in the program. And then a while ago, these girls went all the way through and, and then that just, you know, then we heard about that and more girls wanted to do it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was one of those girls. And so that was super cool. That was really rewarding. Not even just like for myself, but just like, Whoa, I got to inspire younger girls. And that was just really cool. That is really cool. And I checked in Um, with her and now this girl is, um, unfortunately graduating virtually whatever all that stuff but she's yeah. she's pursuing engineering now and i'm like that is so like i i helped with that that's so cool <laughs> that is that is really cool you know i've 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 heard that engineering i've i've never touched anything close to engineering but i've heard it's very male dominated and can oh be kind gosh, of difficult yeah. for females to break in so that that is actually really cool the the girls that were that were in my class. So th- we started with more than four girls at the beginning of the program, but by the time senior year hit, there were just four of us. But we were all very big personalities. We and, and the boys in the in the class were um 
nerds, not in a bad way, but they were, (laughs) you know? And so I think that was, I think we intimidated them more than they even had the hope of intimidating us. Not that they would have done that necessarily, but um, we were definitely a force to be reckoned with. The senior project we had to do was, um, it was a group, group project where you either invented something or you took a design and tried to make it better. And so the four of us, we teamed up and just took on the boys, just, just full steam ahead. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> was this something that you just learned in school or was it something you took interest in outside of school? I guess that's a great <laughs> place to start. So it, the, the interest came from school. I, well, so in junior high, we had to do a, like a, um, uh, like a shadow, a work shadow thing. And Uh one of my, and I couldn't think of what to do. I was just, I I was at a loss. And one of my friends, his dad was an engineer. And so I just asked if I could shadow him for the day. And he said, yeah. And it was boring as hell, but, um, (laughs) but I was interested. And, uh, and that led me to enroll in the STEM program because, and the funny thing is, I think I enrolled in the engineering program because the medical one was like full up. And that's what I wanted to do. But I was like, well, I guess I'll just do it. Also, because if you did the STEM program, you could get out of PE. And I was very interested mm. in getting out of PE. So you were one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, honestly, just because it was like, who wants to walk around the rest of the day sweaty and like at school? I no. I feel you. And because, yeah. I mean, I was on the cross country team and stuff. It wasn't like I wasn't active. I just right. didn't want that to be a class. I also felt like it was a waste of my time. Um, but then starting my junior year, I was on the robotics team too. So yeah, I mean, oh, wow. it, That's cool. it branched out from just, uh, class, but, um, what I was doing outside of class was also like technically for school. In, in that, like in general, when you're learning a skill, Do you have a preferred method, whether it's like a tutorial online or self-taught or learning from a mentor or a high structure versus like free flowing? Is there anything in there that's kind of like, that's my jam? I do like structure. I like to know what I need to do, when I need to have it done, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that that's not very realistic. I mean, college is self-taught. Let's just be real. College is university. It's, it's, they, no, it is self-taught completely. I mean, they might advise or they'll lecture, but in my experience, at least like, no, they, no, (laughs) it's, that's all you, you know? Um, yeah. So that forced me into a new kind of learning. And so I do, I do like self-taught things but at the same time I think that as long as I know like what is due and when but having someone be like here you need to read this and they're like oh you finished great now read this instead of being like okay let's discuss it so for me I like to be able to try to figure it out on my own and then come back in like a Socratic kind of environment and be and try to figure out like the nuances of it and whatnot but I also, it really bugs me. One of my biggest pet peeves that I, this happened in undergrad, but now in law school, it just, it just drives me crazy is when (laughs) you ask the professor, you're like, 
hey, so I don't really understand this concept. Can you explain it? And they're like, well, what do you think it is? I'm like, I don't know. I just asked <laughs> what it is. Like, I hate that because it's like, obviously, if I'm asking in front of a class of 98 people, I don't understand enough to the point where I need to ask, you know? I, yeah. I, I don't want to work through it. I want you to at least give me a hint so that I can understand it. You know what I mean? I, or, uh, yeah, ugh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand. Um, that typical. That sounds like your teachers don't don't uh, don't know, so they're just throwing it back at you. Well, I mean, I understand <laughs> that. Hey, you want me to go through the thought process and figure it out? But yeah. again, if I'm if I'm so confused that I'm asking in front of my entire graduating class, then I I probably I probably don't actually have any clue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Bringing it back to, let's just say the engineering in your STEM program. Yeah. Did you get to learn in that kind of way? Like, did you get the kind of high structure curriculum guided come back and discuss? It's kind of funny. So in the beginning, it was very, very structured. So, you know, your first year is engineering 101. We were um, every every STEM person has done this. I'm sure it's where you have these little blocks and um like it uh where you have to like make them so you you create a puzzle where you have to fit it together so like you glue these blocks together and Hmm. and um the point is to glue them together so that you create a puzzle that when it when it's all said and done it creates a cube like a big cube and you have to you have to like design it and whatever and so that was super fun um that was the first year, you know, we got to kind of dick around with the 3D printing machine, which was fun. And uh, oh, just yeah. and then we did um, some basic programming stuff. And then my second year was all like programming. You know, you got to build and program a bot so that it throws the ball into the hoop, you know, stuff like that. So that was those two were super structured. Yeah. And then and then after that, we we got to pick either civil engineering or aerospace engineering, which to me was the dumbest choice ever because why would you go to civil engineering and not aerospace engineering (laughs) and yet the aerospace engineering class there were only 11 of us and by the time the the year ended i think there were like 10 or 9 and so all these weirdos went and took civil engineering they were just like bitching every day about their workload and we were like yeah we're making paper airplanes today so that, (laughs) that class was like it was structured but our our teacher, he was so cool. He honestly was just so excited to be teaching aerospace engineering because we got to set off rockets and build paper airplanes and and do simulators and stuff. And and then my senior year, again, it was it was that senior project where it was um, they gave us a couple like projects in the beginning where hey you have to have this due by this date. Um, but then the second semester was just completely like learn on your own. Okay, did that work for you? Yeah, because, I mean, it was in a group, you know, so, and the teacher mm-hmm. was there and we could ask questions and he actually answered them, which was super nice. <laughs> um, but I, it's not my favorite way of learning. I don't really like yeah. just being let loose and being like, hey, go learn something. I'd rather, it, it's like when they're like, oh, here is a book, write an essay on it, whatever topic you choose. <laughs> Can you just give me some guidelines? Because otherwise I feel like I'm going to fail. 
Yeah, so maybe not a, a career of journalism ahead of you. No. <laughs> no. You know, you're not you're not writing a book on or you're not writing an essay on, you know, Dante's Purgatorio <laughs> on whatever topic you choose. <laughs> and then your and then your professor is just automatically going to hate it because you're dumb right. and 19. <laughs> And they've also read a hundred of those essays. And, and they've also read the book a hundred times. And they're like, I see where you're yeah, going with this like, and you're wrong. <laughs> you know, the saying is, uh, um, Jack of all trades, master of none, better than master of one. So like, people mm. always leave off the last part. So basically wow. the saying, the saying isn't condemning people who are Jack of all trades. It's actually saying, Hey, it's better to dabble in a lot of things and have a lot of knowledge than only ever be able to talk about the cello. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, Yo-Yo Ma's just <laughs> over <Okay>. in his <laughs> clubhouse room talking about hello. Just talking shit. <laughs> this guy. This bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was, um, that's uh, learning engineering in high school. So I want, I want you to just look at yourself like right now because you hung you know, over as shit. <laughs> You're hungover as shit. You're in law school. And I imagine for you that perhaps it's it's kind of difficult to focus on learning any new skills other than law. I mean, what's your experience with that? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big new skill. <laughs> it is. It's huge. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I mean, and people people always ask me here, oh, are you learning how to surf? Stuff like that. And that yeah i mean that'd be fun but no like i don't have time i i'll i'll take my real prop book with me and read on the beach for half an hour between classes if i can because now i live close enough to the beach where i can do that but um no i don't necessarily think i'm learning any new skills i i think though that there's there's value in refining the skills that you have too as you grow up Mm -hmm. you know i mean you can't i i know that as a kid, you know, what I was doing then is not sustainable. Like you can't, I mean, you, you could, if you had enough money, <laughs> just keep learning things all the time. Like that's your job. Money, please. Money, please. But, uh, no, I, I think I am more focused on, yeah, perfecting what I already know how to do. So, you know, critical thinking, mm-hmm. critical writing, critical reading. And then as far as fun things go, I mean, I love to cook. And so I just, now living on my own, it's like, okay, you're either going to buy takeout every night and go broke in the first month of your budget, or you cook, you know? Ramen. You can take that, you know, hot pot freshman year dorm room ramen, and you can spice that shit up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that's, oh, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I do make ramen quite a bit. Yeah, when I was, when I was going to UW, one of my, one of my first roommates had six other roommates um, wow. in the dorm, his name was Meng Fei and he was just a ramen fiend and so I just like learned from the from the best like straight from the source and he was super nice and taught me some cool ramen recipes but anyways so okay so so you're deepening a skill that you've been working on since undergrad what's what's the most like that's difficult it's law school it sucks you can't even like learn how to surf that sucks but like what's the most rewarding aspect of of deepening the skill. They say your first year is all about changing how you think. So that's mm. really what I'm, what I'm doing. And I mean, and you can't bullshit anymore. You know I mean? In undergrad, I got away with, with mostly just bullshitting my way through it. And now you can't really do that. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> which is which is a bummer. I mean, like it makes sense because this is it's such a like a technical career. Like you, you actually do need to know what you're talking about. You either know the law or you don't that you're studying, and and it's pretty clear when you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a very practical skill. I feel. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, if you me- if you mess up the federal rules of civil procedure and say that a rule is twenty six G when it was actually thirty four A two C, then your professor can be like, okay, so you weren't paying attention. Yeah, you don't get that. Wow, I never thought of it I that way. I never thought of it. Because it'd be like, well, actually, it doesn't work. Wow, your client is now in prison. Ren, someday you're going to change the world. Uh, <laughs> it, might just your be other, my, your other, it might just be my own world, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your other peers who want to save the world with law are just like, damn it. <laughs> anyway. She did it, I'm trying. <laughs> So anyways, Ren, um, I know that you're in that, you're in a con, some kind of condo or you got to get out. Got to get out. Yeah. So, so I appreciate you getting together with me today to talk about curves of growth. Yeah, absolutely. Got to love those curves. Talking with Chase, he actually um, is using some of the things you talked about there, Ben, where uh he's kind of he is a proponent of diving in and starting like by practicing yourself and failing go to the think tank and think of your most rewarding experience learning a new skill say rapping yeah yeah well, i don't uh, know how you exactly learn how to rap you know but just like doing that, the process of it, always something that was highly rewarding and fun to do. And mm. I, there's, I've never had anything else in my life that I really have spent like a bunch of time just recreationally doing. So were you, did you like go out of your way to study it and research it? No, just doing it, just doing it over and over and over and over and over and like noticing patterns and like trying new things. Hmm. So, so instead of like taking like a course on it or like watching videos, you just went the the learn by learn by doing approach. Yeah, dude, I, th- I feel like when you find things in your life that like are the things where it's like, oh, this really just hits all the boxes. You like naturally are going to pour all that time into it, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier of like the idea is not hustle culture where it's like just pick something like like something that you hate or something you know work for your a job you don't like or whatever and just hustle just like just right. put in heavy hours it's like you're going to be miserable that's not really going to work for you but when you do find something that you really like it's not that hard to do a lot of it that to other people would be like oh my mm-hmm. gosh i couldn't imagine that'd be so hard to spend that much time doing that you know and it's like well not for me i don't know what it is but this thing is just really fun for me yeah, and how would you Hmm. What what about when you would like fail though? Like do you have like how how did you deal with that with failure or like not doing as well as you wanted to with rapping? You know, in terms of how the songs have performed, I've never really had any goals for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh like I I've which like for good reason 
Um, like for for good reason because of the fact that like just like I thought it would, it's been beneficial in terms of like I I kind of just make the music that I want. If I had like uh, not saying that like a bigger audience or anything like that. Let's just say I never chased a bigger audience really, uh, hmm. which you know again is a good and a a good thing and a bad thing. But in terms of actual writing the songs the failure i mean failure was kind of just like sometimes you'd write a song and you'd just like listen to it after you wrote it like go back the next day and just be like that one i spent like a couple hours on that you know or like maybe and it just didn't really pan out i don't think the good the the idea was there and so that can be disappointing but normally i'm just it makes me want to hop in and try another song and see if i could write a good one so it's kind of like taking, so it sounds to me like you were taking the failure and using that as fuel to... I transmuted it. Yeah, nice word choice. That's also okay, factually so, what I did. I just like uh, harness the energy of it. What would you say the most difficult thing about learning that skill was? Trying to see things for what they were, I'd say, hmm. is the hardest part. Because writing the songs is like it's weird to call it hard because it's like i'm pursuing it myself i'm i like i'm the when i when i finally do come up with like a clever line or like find a good rhyme scheme or something like that the payoff is great and like while i'm searching for it it's fun too to be like okay yeah. what and then once you find it so the whole process is honestly pretty fun you know um Sometimes it can be annoying or stressful if I'm stuck on a line and I'm just trying so hard to make some rhyme scheme work or make some rhyme work and I'm just like can't find the right words and just kind of realizing that I might have to rework some things in order to make it work. Uh, that's tough. But yeah, the actual actual writing of the, the songs is normally not very tough. Even though there are times I've forced myself to do it. I haven't wanted to and I've been like, I'm going to do it. And then normally right. by the end of it, I had a good time. Hmm. So is this something you're still developing or is it something that's in the past? Dude, I see myself being involved in the entertainment sphere. So if I'm going to be doing that, like, why not? I could do music, you know, and especially yeah. I used to worry a lot. I mean, I still do, but uh, about like studio time. Studio time is like, I don't know. If you go to a cheap studio, it's like 40 bucks an hour, but it goes up to if you want like a real good engineer in a good studio, a lot of times you'll pay like 60 or 70 bucks an hour. And uh, so I would just be like, dang, I don't have like $300 or something to spend on recording a song because I got to pay for the beat too and different things. And uh, but now, I mean, I, I could totally, I mean, I could record a whole album or something for like 5000 or, or probably a lot less than 5000 to be honest. Uh, but if I just wanted to go like, okay, full studio, the whole album, not really have to worry about how many hours, just kind of like work with it, then yeah, I could do that. It, so I see myself continuing to make music into the future because it's something I enjoy and it totally fits in with exactly what I kind of want to do. What would you say like the motivation is to, to continue to learn? To be able to make money from my learning. Hmm. Not, well, that is the main, that's the main outcome that I'm kind of looking for in a way. Overall, it's also going to totally just be the experience of just pursuing 
something that I like doing. I mean, it's like, oh, if you like playing tennis, you're going to you might sign up for a team and see where that leads you, you know? Right. You just kind of pick a facet of it and you're like, "Okay, how can I get more involved in this space?" Because I feel like I think similarly to a lot of the people in this space, so I think I could collaborate and things would go well. Do you think uh do you think like going from the zero to the one, like making the money, do you think that would impact um, your desire to like pursue it more and spend more time with it? Is that like something that you would say is like holding you back or if it was paying my bills? I mean, if it was paying my bills, I here's the thing. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it feels like to go up and do stand up because I've never done stand up before. Right you now. Uh, so I really just need to try it. But I have I have a good enough idea that I will like it's like if you're really good at baseball and somebody's like try football you're like okay I think I could probably be at least not terrible right because I'm athletic right something like that it's like I definitely have the brain for coming up with funny shit there's no doubt right there I don't have to really stress that much about whether that's true like there's even if I, I went to some comedy club and, and I tried for months and months and everybody's like, you suck, you suck, and it was true, like whatever, I sucked at stand-up, that, there's no chance that I'm not funny. Not saying that like everybody is going to think I'm funny or that I'm funny all the time, but I'm capable of coming up with funny shit every once in a while. So like, there's no doubt about that. So I think I, I'm not too worried about like failing, failing, as in just like, dang cringe for like months on end i can't put anything together right i think there's gonna be a ton of cringe on the way and i feel right but i feel like i'm gonna get it i can talk in front of crowds um i can think quick so so it's just kind of like the uh you just have the mindset that like yes this is gonna work out i don't see why i wouldn't you know? And I'm just going to learn as I go, right? Yeah, totally. I'm just going to like try to, I'm going to try to just get involved like as much as I can. In such like in things, unlike like the, uh, the entertainment industry, what is, what does learning look like for you there? Like if you're not as passionate about something, how do you, what do you use to, to learn? What do I use to learn if I'm not passionate about something? Right. Yeah. Mm, okay. Like strictly academics. I'd say YouTube. I'll search up damn near anything on YouTube. What is there a reason why you wouldn't want to do this for like songwriting or entertainment? Like looking up. Uh, yeah, I think it's like I, I think the problem is that it's like uh, spending hours watching like tape of people playing basketball compared to just having an hour of being on the court with a ball like you're going to you're going to just have so much more experience, right? Like just actually trying to write a song, dude, the more there's no rules to songwriting. In fact, I'm so glad that I just did it way before I ever like watched a video or something. Like if I would have watched a video on how to write songs, I don't know. Would have been weird, bro. Like I literally I literally just dove in and started writing songs and then you start seeing what everybody and then when this people who like break it down to a science are like this is what we call this you're like oh yeah okay i do that yeah you know instead of being i don't know i think there's a benefit to that dude you you go into it with less bias or less 
more discovery too like it's more fun it's more fun to discover it on your own but for a dude for for more mathematical things like science-based things like stem essentially i feel like preparation and research is key but for the arts a lot of the time it's like dude you gotta just start doing it you know Mm. i would say that's true anywhere not even just the arts but i do i think where we disagree here is i do think it is a huge benefit to do research and like see what other people are doing. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe not right away, but I think it is something that should be added if you're passionate about something and pursuing it. Dude, I think sometimes like there's a sweet spot of research because I don't think you should be looking. It's like if you're in a race, you don't like necessarily look at the person next to you right like you're not like you're not like sitting there looking over like oh what how fast are they going what are they doing like you just got to be full speed ahead and uh i know i i agree with you in terms of starting out there's definitely probably a lot of research i'd do of like maybe you know there's probably people out there that are like don't do stand up go straight to the internet you know something like that and uh, and honestly, it kind of just feels like I don't. I'd be interested to hear what they have to say, but a lot of times you can confuse yourself. Is maybe I guess what I'm really getting at. You can overwhelm yourself and be like, "Oh well, he said don't do stand up, so I don't know. Maybe I should." And it's like, dude, where if you would have just gone head first, you might have figured out that stand up wasn't it, but you would have figured it out through real world experience. I, I think maybe I'm looking at this from the my lens of things that I'm learning that are more technical where it's like, no, you just like need to learn from other people. I mean, you can figure it out yourself. But right. Don't, probably don't learn investing and just try to learn it on your own. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I did. It. I mean, I read books. So yeah, I read books. I watched yep. CNBC. Exactly. But that's really important. I would say even, even for the arts too, it's, it's not a bad thing to have a teacher. Oh no, dude. Or, and in, in fact, that, that might be, that might be the, the exact bridge here is, studying like i think most artists will spend a ton of time listening to the music of people that they like and like thinking about it and also like watching interviews and like watching live concert and just like if you're really into rap and you make rap you're gonna want to watch and and research other people doing rap right yeah so i i definitely agree with that hmm okay um Dude, you're like a Minecraft character to say or uh, today. Mm, uh, I know, mm. dude. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm not running on enough sleep. Oh, really? And yeah, Sweep, dude, I'm, sweepy little business boy. Dude, <laughs> so tired. It's it's bad. There's a point your, today where I was like laying on my face. bed, <laughs> <laughs> trying to like get work done, and I just was like laying there on my face. I was like, I cannot. I have no energy. This is so bad. Dude, you should have been like an I can't girl and just be like, I can't, and then get like a caramel macchiato. <sighs> That'd be a fun thing to do. Yeah, uh, long day, I open up a fresh page. I open up because nobody but me will hear it. I'm not talking about some musical lyrics. I'm trying to purge my mind. So yeah, so Sam, um, you know, he, he's a kind of a veteran in music, especially compared to me. But he uh, started learning a new instrument recently and has certainly come across some of the, the challenges of being a novice again. 
Delta, what's like been the most rewarding experience relating to learning skills that you've had? My most rewarding um, learning experience um, recently was starting to teach myself piano. Um, mm. Some stuff with piano, and I'm still pretty pretty beginner, but um, it was rewarding because I've very very like uh, poorly like known how to play guitar for like over ten years or something. But I I've never progressed more than like probably the first like year of lessons or something, or like first like six months of lessons uh, in terms of. Um, the knowledge of anything musical. Like I've gotten better at holding chords since then, but you know, right. um, and piano just is a lot simpler and makes a lot more sense. And it was really nice. Cool. Yeah. I know I've listened to you play piano and you certainly have showings of being a natural or having a natural ability for it. Mm-hmm. So I can vouch. Um, Thank so, you. so how long have you been trying to learn piano? Uh, well, probably like a probably less than a month ago, I sat down one day and just, or almost a month ago, just sat down one day and just played all day and wrote a lot of the what like note it was on each key and everything and, um, kind of just sat down and figured out what shapes are which and, yeah. Uh, how structured were you with it, like with learning? Was it just like sit down and play, or did you have like specific things you wanted to improve at? It wasn't very structured. It was more just um learning you know the shapes of each you know there's like the you know the one and the the one three and the five or whatever you know and that one plays like c and then you know carry on g and stuff so like learning that and then learning the shape of like a and d and then b you know and kind of just messing around with that and like memorizing that and getting the finger feel and everything what has been the biggest advantage of self-teaching um or some of the biggest advantages? My biggest advantage of, like, probably the biggest advantage of self-teaching for me has so far figuring out how, I guess, I, like, interact with um, the world, ultimately, I guess, of, like, mm-hmm. you know, how I go into into doing something. And it, it, it helps me prepare. Helps you prepare? To deal with learning, with trying new things, uh, you know, discovering, I don't know. And then those, those things I feel like bleed out, of course. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think so. Yeah, that's, that's, that's excellent. I I actually headed the research on, uh, on the topic Mm -hmm. this, this week. And I know that, that self-teaching has very much been linked to problem solving. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, like you mentioned, I think self-teaching has been proven to have more benefits around just obviously learning something but it has multiple benefits in terms of like outside of that specific skill that you're learning yeah 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 of course so it sounds like you've experienced that for sure um would you say that there's any benefit that being taught something had um compared to self-teaching yeah i mean i I guess in in a way i feel like i'm not saying everything but like i mean i feel like most things i've done I've had to learn from some way some somewhere or someone you know Mm -hmm. and so that definitely was beneficial to help me be a a living adult when it comes to piano it's in in one sense it's a very creative thing so it can be you know 
it's like almost weirdly like ethereal or for me it's more of like a feeling thing rather than like i need to learn all this technical stuff but it can be that too you know um but also i since i have so much free time on my hand i've I've, I've always just wanted to like, I mean, just, I feel like most little kids like see like skateboarding or something and are like, that looks cool. Um, and so I'd like to like learn to be able to ride in a bowl and maybe like drop in on a like quarter pipe or whatever, or half pipe. Um, and, um, a few, like just do like an ollie, some basic things. Um, and that I would imagine too would be like kind of like more of a thing I would like to feel over time, but I feel like that's something where you really have to kind of like feel it in a weird technical way of being like, this is how you all hear whatever. Um, right. And that's something that this summer I'm going to try to work on or I'm going to work on. Um, but I can't do anything about it right now because it's winter. So I've just been kind of geeking out on like all these technical things of like on the, like the aspects of the board itself. But yeah. I have no idea. None of it's actually. I'm just like, okay, like, I want eight <laughs> inch trucks. I want 53, 53 in, or 53 millimeter wheels, 99A. Mm-hmm. But also, because that's good for parks, but it's also okay for like vert too. Like, and then it's, but like, none of that stuff is actually like. It's all just. Yeah, it's just like all this super technical stuff that's um, mm. not actually. Which I feel like is very much like an in the real world thing that where it matters. So, but I'm just up here with it. So I've like listed out everything I'm going to get. And then like, and so I'm like, I'm going to try that out. And I'm going to, so, so I just want to have like, I want to start out with an understanding of what I have and know like, okay, I go into that and then I can like tweak levels here and there. Like, okay, maybe I'll go get a little bigger deck or like maybe I'll get bigger trucks or bigger wheels or like, you know different bushings or whatever i just can't wait to get out there and i just want to get like my like i just want to get my stuff because i have a board that i bought a few years ago but i was just looking at it and it's like i'm like this thing looks like a piece of shit (laughs) like i just want to get like a board where i'm like yeah that's this is gonna do me okay so I just want you if you're fine with it to tell the story of your process of learning to juggle even if I wasn't aware of it, like the primordial instigation of me kind of trying to reassess how I learn things, um, was you teaching me to juggle. And, and that was pretty cool because that was something I always wanted to do, like for pretty much as long as I can remember. But for whatever reason, I didn't have the, I didn't have my own mental capabilities to, I didn't have the mental capabilities to teach myself. Maybe I would now, but I didn't then. And right. um, and you somehow knew how to juggle, and I didn't know that. And then you said you would teach me, and then in the backyard you broke it down, which the way you broke it down, I don't know if I... Uh, I don't know if I... I don't think I'd have everything the way you taught it, but the way the steps that you, you showed me really helped like that the way you broke it down really was really helpful and if i was trying to teach somebody to juggle i would do it the same way you did because you really made it like uh not three separate parts but you know however many parts there are you really separated them all and how they work together 
And then I feel like, because you said, I can teach you to juggle in 15 minutes. And, <laughs> right. then, and then I think it was like 45. And it then wasn't like, far off, yeah. It was like, I, it, I'm pretty sure it was less than an hour. I'm almost positive it was less than an pretty hour. Pretty impressive, though, like, yeah. In, that, in, in this juggling case, I can only see the forest. I can't see the individual trees. Mm. I like, so it was... It is, the whole thing, just in my mind, is like success. It was like, cha-ching! <laughs> it, just, it, like, it just was like, it was like 45 minutes of me being like, Oh, I don't know how to do this. And then being like, oh, cool, a skill I wanted to know my whole life. I know now. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I just can't see it as any other thing but a success. Listeners, you might be wondering to yourselves, well, okay, wh- what do I take from all this? Well, in short, plan on learning over a long period of time. Take it step by step and don't be afraid of failure. And I would even say lean into failure because that failure will allow you to eventually uh, begin developing the necessary skills or knowledge. Uh, Ren, um, one of my favorite parts of our talk was she was saying how we love curves. And we do love curves. Curves of all shapes and sizes here at Strictly Business. Right. Right, we, right Jacob? We, I mean, I know I really like exponential curves, but I'll take even a, just a regular old curve. As long as it's a curve of growth, count me in, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this this episode of Strictly Business on Curves of Growth. We hope you are feeling rejuvenated and ready to go on some new skills you're hoping to learn or you're currently trying to learn. If you'd like to reach out to us, our email is strictlybusinessthepod at gmail.com. It's down in the show, mo- show notes. Ben, we love what you're doing out there, by the way. That was amazing. You can't hear us, but um, that was good, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're rounding third base on season four. So stay tuned, and we'll say what's up next week. Bye. Problems go running from me. Expression taking all my money. Long shot, I'm invested in me. Light search for opportunities. Golden era, stay schooling me. I hear the buffoonery. Keynotes and eulogies Meditate, you think it's funny Escalate, elevate, conscious funny Success keeps finding ways to run from me Run from me, run from me Tag it, that was punny That was punny, that was punny Only been running for a minute now And I've been thinking about